We are up to Simon Peites, right? If I'm not mistaken, we're moving right along. Uh, this is the uh, the very fam- very famous Simon about waiting six hours. There's a lot uh, to unpack here. Let's start the Shulchan Aruch. If you ate meat, even chicken, you cannot eat cheese afterward, unless you wait six hours. And even if you waited six hours, you have to remove any meat between your teeth. And if you chew meat and you don't swallow, you also have to wait. So you have to remove the meat in between your teeth after six hours, and if you chew and spit it out, you might have to wait six hours. So what, what, what's going on over here? So look at the Taz. The Taz says like this. The Taz and Aleph. Yesh bazeh shnei taimim. Why is it that you have to wait six hours? So there's two reasons, says the Taz. Ha'echad, right? people say it's because the body is, uh, takes the, in the stomach, there's, uh, you know, digesting. That's ridiculous. It's not digesting because if you have cheese, you can eat meat right afterwards, and it's right to digesting at the same time. It's not a digesting issue. Rather, it says two reasons. The first is so it's because when you swallow it, it coats the throat. The first reason is that the meat coats the throat with a fatty residue. Oh, if you're chewing, you wouldn't because it's all about swallowing. The Tamashani, but the second reason is Tamarambam. Means the hard stuff, so correct, correct. But it, it would be also if you chew and spit it out for whatever reason. Tamashani, who Tamarambam. The second reason is the reason of the Rambam. Mishimbosar Benashinayim, the Mikri Bosar Cheshois. The second reason is, is that we're concerned there's meat in between your teeth, and for six hours, that meat has the halachic significance of meat. So according to this, chewing would also require. But according to this, after six hours, you would not have to remove it from in between your teeth because after six hours, it's insignificant. But the first reason, which does not give this barometer, would say you have to remove it after six hours. like both reasons. Okay, now if you look at the shach, he says something similar. The shach writes in base zela shenatur. Because when you swallow it, coats the throat. Right? If you swallow, chew it, it wouldn't be. The Lavush is uh, very hard to understand because the Lavush is sort of combining the two things in a way that's a little confusing. But the Shach says those are the two reasons. Okay. Now, look at the Pischei Tshuva in Aleph. The Pischei Tshuva in Aleph says something interesting. Ayin Shach, im loyes latinic, tav shil shiyish bashuman. So where's the Shach? Um, right at the end of Aleph, yeah. Right before the, the Ramah? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Let's go a little bit weiter and then we'll come. Ayin Shach, im loyes latinic. No, no, Ayin Shach, I'm sorry, Kama. The Pisgah Shuv is talking himself. Im loyis lutinik tav shil sheyesh bay shuman. Oh, new topic. Ayin shach. 
Good. Now he's saying a new halacha. If I chew meat, and this, this happens all the time, someone takes a bite out of a burger, and they realize, like, it doesn't taste good or whatever, they, they spit it out. You have to wait six hours. You already flush it. You already flush it. But here's the deal. Let's say I don't eat meat. I have meat that's cooked in rice. So it's a right a rice meaty dish. I chew the rice and I spit it out. So I didn't actually eat any meat. So think about it. L'chaira, neither reason applies. Why? The residue thing only applies when you swallow. I didn't swallow. The meat in between your teeth. There's no meat in between my teeth. There's rice in between my teeth. So he says the Pisgah Tshuva, there's no need to wait. Right? There's no coating the throat. You didn't swallow. There's no concern between your teeth because you didn't chew meat. So this is interesting. I did see this once from Rebelski. Now this is from the Sefer um, the Sefer Rabbi Libowitz has these halacha. Uh, uh, the the no 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 no. So Ramosha Libowitz Libowitz. He, he, okay. Oh, I'll get that. He says that uh, he has a he has a sefer called It's called Piske Rabelski. Rabelski Piske Rabelski. I, I have it on my computer. They sent it out when Rabelski passed away. So it's just halachas that they heard from Rabelski, and Rabelski said that if you take soup. Wish it around your mouth and spit it out. You do not have to wait six hours. So now, l'chayra. Uh, I said it from the dark shuvah that if you stick your tongue into soup. Oh no! Oh, so it's interesting. So I found that after Zerubelsky. He says you have to. I said you have to. You don't have to. No, okay, without six hours. Do, do not have to. No. So Rebelsky Taka says the same thing. Now Rebelsky does not explain his reasoning. I would assume his reasoning is as follows. This prima godim is telling you light plug. Now, if you're going to go light plug, you should wait six hours when you rinse out soup into your mouth also. The argument, I think, would be as follows. Over here, there's two reasons. There's coating the throat and there's meat in between your teeth. Now, when you chew rice that's cooked with meat, I'm not talking about a rice meat utensil. I'm talking about it's not fatty, fatty so rice. It's not an item that would normally get stuck, so we say light plug. But, but at least there's something in between your teeth. So it's close to a light plug. I think Rebelsky's point is that when you wish around soup, it's not coating the throat. There's nothing in between your teeth. There's no, there's no connection. There's no shaykhis, bechlal. And therefore, there's no need to wait six hours. This is very negeya, because a lot of times women on Friday would like to taste the soup for salt. So you can't... Now, if it's... You can't chew... You know, if you have a, a rice and meat dish, you can't chew and spit it out. You have to wait six hours. But soup... Or my mother with the chulant water she puts in the, the thing. She puts a little bit of the water on her mouth and she spits it out. You don't have to wait six hours because of this shita of Rebelski. Okay, so let's go weiter. Now, says the, says the Ramah, okay. After you remove the meat, after six hours, you should rinse your mouth out just to make sure that there's no residue. That the Hafla says that if you eat it, it if you accidentally swallow it, you'll have to. The Hafla says that if. No, I don't think. I don't think we're not like that. Yeah, yeah, you have to be careful. I think it's one of those to be careful. It's just to be careful. The Chlal, it's a good thing to be careful. I think I, I probably mentioned that at the time. There's a sheet of Rav Shleim Zalman. Rav Shleim Zalman sheet in Halicha Shleimah. It's up there. I have a safer. I don't want to get it. Shleimah, he holds that you do not have to be Boydik Svarim for Chametz. Chazanish famously said, "You do." The Chazanish felt that you have to be baidik 
svarim for chametz, and that's why the chazanish would would sell his svarim. You know, he would have separate svarim for Pesach. That's why there's a, there's a ma'isa. They say the ma'isa that someone once went to someone who's a mechaber svarim, and he said, "I saw your safe at the chazanish's table." So the Mechavah says, yeah, it's Pesach. He only learns it on Pesach. That's, that means that he doesn't learn it the rest of the year. But the point is, the Chazanish held you have to be Baidik Svarim because he felt that even Krams are Chayav Bidika. Roshleim Zaman famously was Chaylik. He felt that you don't have to because Krams, Pirurin, Imbehem Mamish. There, there's nothing significant, so you don't have to. So they once asked, they bring down Halicha Shleimah that he was giving Shir, and one of the students said, what if someone puts his finger in the Sefer and just puts it in his mouth? So Shlom Zalman, who, like, everything he did was he thought about. He was a Balseichel. He said, what type of person would just put something in your mouth without thinking, without realizing? He said, what if it's a bug? What if it's a, a piece of a... Like, like, the concept of just, like... So, Bechlal, if you're, like, you know, you're flossing and just to eat, it's probably more of a Bederich Musa not to just put something in your mouth without thinking. But, yeah, according to the Hafla, if you talk a swallow, you'd have to wait six hours. Now, there is a Shita... There's a shita of the Vayas Avram. The Vayas Avram is the Chachnavagan. The Chachnavagan is a very famous shita, the Chachnavar. Not that people know that it's the Chachnavar, but it's a shita, the Chachnavar, that if you sleep, you don't have to wait six hours anymore. So I, I was called once from a Balchuva who was by his, staying by his, his cousins, and his cousin's a Hatzala guy. And apparently he, you know, he wakes up, uh, he woke up at like two in the morning, ran out to do Hatzala call, and then he had a cup of coffee. So he said, it's within six hours. It's right now. It's within like three hours later. He says, I slept. It's fine. So he called me up and he says, what? So there is a sheet of the Chachnavar. Now, it's hard to understand exactly. I probably quoted the Chassam Soifer and Rav Shnambuk. So the Chachnavar guy and the Chachnavar guy said that you don't have to wait six hours anymore. Now, what's the pshat? The argument, I think, is given that when you sleep, you get bad breath. And that kills any of the flavor of the meat. The issue with the Chachnavar, besides for the fact that it's a tremendous Chiddush, I don't know, I don't think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't believe that you get bad breath. Anyone that's listening, because people do listen to these recordings, I know it could be more of me. I don't believe that you get bad breath from sleep. I think you get bad breath from not eating and drinking. I think when you fast during the day, you also get bad breath. I, I don't think that there's something special about sleep that causes your mouth to be pogum. I think it's not eating or drinking, so six hours is what makes it pogum. Anyway, oh, so so Rav Yashiv, I'll tell you some sorry in a second. So Rav Yashiv, he held, he followed the Chachnaver if you slept for three hours. That was a There's a sheet of Chassam Soifer. Moshe Shemach has a tshuva and tshuva Hagis that he brings down that the Chassam Soifer. I think it's in Zichru Teres Moshe. Zichru and Moshe, I think Zichru Moshe was like a diary of about the Chassam Soifer, and it says that the Chassam Soifer one Friday night set up. Uh, he put coffee by his bed uh, with milk, and he didn't sleep six hours. Of course, some cipher probably he slept it now. And he had in mind that when he woke up, he was going to have it. And while he was sleeping, he knocked it over. And the some cipher said that he he felt vaisachais is simon from shemayim not to follow this chachnover guy. But the measure shemach has a kasha loy b'shemayim. I don't understand. It's loy b'shemayim, right? You don't paskin like uh, heaven. So uh, what, what do you mean? It's a sign. You should say it's a sign that uh, we, we we don't believe in simonim. Say. So Meshachemach says, Mestama, what happened was, not that the Chassam Soifer paskin because he knocked it over, or Vaistachais, we paskin this way, that, that's Eloi B'Shamayim. So because he knocked it over, he said, Vaistachais from Hashem, I should relearn the Sugya. And when he re-looked into it, he felt that that's the proper way. So, okay, so this is all within the first Shita of six hours. But let's see the Ramah. The Yesha Imrim, the Shita of Rabbeinu Tam. 
The other shita, right? Because the Gemara says, I think it's the Gemara, I forgot who. The Gemara says, the Trubis Meshamayim is interesting. Trubis Meshamayim is one of the Rishonim. Uh, I forgot his name. One of the Rishonim. Something, uh, I forgot the name. But you can buy in this farm service. The, the Moisad of Cook put it out recently. That it's one of the Rishonim. He would, he would ask a Shailah, he would write down a Shailah, put it under his, under his pillow, and then every night in Shemayim he was shown an answer. The very famous, the most famous one, I think, is Simon Gimel. In Simon Gimel, he was asked. Rabbeinu Tam versus Rashi. And the response was, lamata, kach lamailo, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu follows Rabbeinu Tam. The Bezin Shalmaila follows Rashi. The Halacha Kiroiv, Acharav Mahatas. We follow uh, whatever that means. So uh, it's a pella. Uh, Ravadia has a very lengthy tshuva, if I'm not mistaken, in the first volume of Yeridaya. Of Yabi Oimer, he has a very lengthy tshuva to try to figure out: Do we paskin like this tshuva's min or is it a chesaron of lo Um So it's like this. Going back to the Gemara, there's a Gemara in Chul and Daf Kufhei. So the Gemara says, "Amar Marukva." Marukva says, "Anolo In regard to this halacha, I'm like vinegar, the son of wine, compared to my father. Deilu Abba ki baser idna my father, when he would eat meat, he would wait a whole day. He would wait twenty-four hours. But for me, says Marukva, I gotta think that Arizal was not for twenty-four hours. But says Marukva, for me, I only don't eat it during this meal. If I have meat, I won't eat milk until the next suda. So there's a shaila in the Rishayin, and what does he mean? Does he mean in time that he waited? Between the time of eating breakfast, to, to they used to have two meals back then. You didn't have three. They would eat at six in the you know and at, at nine in the morning, and then the four in the afternoon, whatever it was. They would eat six hours in between. So he's saying, does he vein sudel suda is zman? That's the six hours. Or vein sudel suda? No, no. Means there's no time at all. Mutter miyad. It's mutter miyad. You just have to bench. That's a sheet of Rabbeinu Tam. Now what's interesting is Maybe like the this. Dutch got it from there. Oh, hundred percent. We're going to get to the Dutch in a second. What's just from a machshava perspective, I don't remember where I saw this. It might have been a sikhas musar, I don't remember. But it's interesting, is Marukva said, I'm like vinegar compared to, compared to wine. Because my father waited 24 hours, I wait being sudas sudas. The obvious kasha is. So why doesn't he wait 24 hours? If he's recognizing that his father is wine, so why is he making himself vinegar? So I think, I, I don't know, I saw this from the Bali Musa. He says, you have to know where you're holding. Marukva knew that he wasn't. He wasn't holding it, waiting 24 hours. That's, that's it. There's, there's a certain honesty. There's a certain beauty of being honest and knowing yourself. He, he wasn't holding it. That, that's not where he was. My father is wine, I'm vinegar. That, in this regard. Again, not to say that he was doing something awesome. If it was awesome, you, you got to push yourself. It's motor. So you want to be machmer, take out a chumr, but you got to know if you're holding it. It has to be genuine. It's the famous Maisa with the Kotzke. The Kotzke says every, every Jew was using a meal with chassidim, and they were all saying, look, and Shabbos Koy, the Shabbos he famously took a piece of chalent, and he said, look, in my boich, look, in my stomach. So he said, Rebbe, I can and he said, at least I'm being honest. There's a certain beauty to being honest, and then you see from this. But anyway, back to this Gemara, so he says that being sudal sudas, the first pshat is, it's a zman, being sudal sudas, six hours, meaning you have to wait from the time, meat to milk, you have to wait from one meal's time to the next meal's time, which is six hours. The second sheet is, no, it's right away, you just have to bench. Vaminig and the Ramo is describing Dutch Jews. What's the minig? 
we wait one hour. So while one hour seems like a tremendous kula for us, it's actually a chumrah. There me'ikara didn't pasking like Rabbeinu Tam, that it's mutter right away. They're being machmer to wait an hour. That's a chumrah of the Dutch Jews. Sha'achas, let's finish the Ramah. Ba'oichlan achar ka'kevina. You just have to make sure to make a bichas hamazon. Does have a kisud acheres because then it's the next meal. Without uh, waiting an hour doesn't help if you don't bench. You don't have to wait an hour after benching. It's an hour from eating plus benching. It could be an hour from throat coating and teeth and all of that. It's just. No, it None of that stuff is significant. Separation. It's just you can't have it in the same suda. So he says like this: Some say that it has to be that you're actually done the meal. So if you're benching just in order to eat dairy, that's considered one meal, and that's not appropriate. But we're not super machped about this. But the minute is to wait six hours. Now, now it's interesting. Our whole thing is based on the Yishma doctor. Correct. <laughs> well, we're going to see. The Shacham Taz of Strong Lashonis. Now, this is completely as a side. And maybe if you remind me for the next time we learn, maybe Kedai to go through this. Um, if you remind me to bring the Sefer Vizay uh, Sabracha. Uh, the Vesefer Zaysabracha has an arichus in the back of something that I think is related. You see, he, he had a discussion in the Ramah. The Iker is, you have to finish your Suda. The definition of a Suda is benching. The question is, now generally when you bench, is because you're done eating. So you're done eating, you bench. The Ramah was discussing, what if I really want to continue eating? I'm only benching because I want ice cream. So Ramah says, don't do that, because you're not done yet. But then the Ramah says, Ein is meaning the minig is to bench in order to have milchik, which I was told for, I know a, a Dutch Jew, uh, shout out to Danny Shiloh if he's listening to this, and Danny told me that what they do in, in Amsterdam is by a chasana, they, 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 dan- they, they bench, they do the dancing, and then they serve milchik. The, the dancing is usually an hour, right? the dancing is an hour, they serve milchik. So what's interesting about this is this discussion in the Ramah of whether it's okay to bench in order to have milchik is purely mitzad hilchas bas b'chalav. Meaning mitzad hilchas bas b'chalav, is it appropriate to bench in order to eat? Is that called suda l'suda? But no one is bothered by the fact that it's a bracha shein right? You're benching in middle of your meal purely knowing full well you're going to continue eating. Now the argument would be is that I need to in order to have milchik. Now this is Negea, a discussion that we once we once talked about, that it might be good to see inside, and that is... To make the brachas, if that's what you need. Exactly. You like, exactly. What is considered a bracha shenitzricha? I get this, not as much this over time, I think this this was debunked. There's a lot of schoolers, people pass around schoolers, usually in Irish, and, uh, and usually it's on WhatsApp. Uh, you get this, uh, you know... Uh, I just got one, uh, again, passing around a lot. There was a woman who, maybe it's a uh, I can't imagine. She was in a coma, and she was sent from Shemayim. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm a cynic when it comes to these things. I also think that schools are not going to be passed around on WhatsApp. But everyone that I get every year is Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Erev Rosh Hashanah, Erev Yom Kippur, Erev Rosh Hashanah, Erev Yom Kippur, Erev Yom Kippur, 
So the, the skula is to bench seven times. And you'll get married. Some some marriage. Or you'll have kids. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> the school I always tell people, the school is you have a bracha vatal. Bracha shenit zricha. That's the school. In one day? One day to wash and bench and wash and bench and wash and bench. It's a bracha shenit zricha. Many, many bracha shenit zrichas. So what, what is the definition of a bracha shenit zricha? I, I, I'm, I'm benching, I'm washing and benching because I want to get to 100 brachas. Is that bracha shenit zricha? It's a machalikas. I think I'm going to run the We'll see, but maybe next time. So you have to sort of know, because no one over here is bothered by the bracha shenitzricha element of this. The answer is, I need it for milchik. So you, you have to know of, of what's, what's the definition of bracha shenitzricha. But I just want to make this point clear. No one's bothered by that. The, the, the issue is, is the fact that I'm going to bench, make it that I'm still in the suda. That, that's, that's the discussion. I'm still in the suda. But no one is bothered by the bracha shenitzricha. Vice the chais, that's called tzricha. I'm just saying that 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 clearly is. Cool. Well, if you remind me, it's kedai to, to to go through that uh, that uh, that he has a he has a maimer in the back of his eisa bracha that that is worthwhile. We might have learned this together once. I don't I don't, I don't have more information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, he says like this. Um, okay, so now let's see some mafarshim on this because you have the six hours, you got the one hour. Uh, so look at the taz in base. The Tazen Be'ezeh Loshen Mario, the Truma Sadashan. Be'ezeh Rabim Oisim Pshara Medaiton. Many people make a Pshara. Lahamtin Shoachas Achara Sudis Basar. To wait one hour. Vesilku Berchu Bechen Guina. Ah, Even though there's no source for one hour. Mekomokim, Miyim Chabiyodim. I mean, how could you be Machmer? They're being Machmer an hour. Hoyl Vahatoisvis, Veraviyom Matirin. They're Mako right away. So, so the whole thing an hour is a chumrah, so I'm not going to bother. But those that are tzunum, the minig is to wait six hours. Why would they wait an hour? Because of Shari Dura, that's why It's not true. It's not from Islam. Now, so I think I probably mentioned this in the past. So you have to wait six hours. So there's three shitas. There's three shitas in the waiting six hours. Oh, so okay. I mean, there's the the whole three hour thing of the German Jews. Yeah. Which, by the way, just for the record, a lot of modern Orthodox people adopted. Just inside, they just didn't want to wait, and they're not German. In the modern Orthodox world, three hours is a common application, just because they don't want to wait six hours. Three hours is very hard to find. There's no source in the Rishonim, as you saw from this entire page. There is zero reference to three hours on the daf. Rav Belsky, I think, defended it. If I'm not mistaken, I think Yaakut Yosef was not the biggest fan of it. I believe it's from a pre-chadosh. If I'm not mistaken, the pre-chadosh describes that waiting three hours would be based on the shita of the Rambam, but not his conclusion. Right? The Rambam... Suda to Suda. Exactly, exactly. Um, now... Couple yeah, other things. They say it's Irvin Ruchan, but they also say it's a Tau Cipher. They say it's it's made up. Uh, what's interesting oh, is. Yeah. Says it's a print again, right? yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> what's interesting is 
there are three shitas regarding six hours. You have six full hours, which I think is the common practice. You have five and a half. Is that Lakewood? I think Lakewood is five and a half, right? That's is Rav Aaron Rav Aaron held five and a half. It's interesting, by the way. It's like a it's like a chassidish for them to take on the Rosh Hashivas on August. It's a chassidish but five and a half hours. Why? So there is a concept. Rav Avadia has a tshuva where Rav Avadia felt that you could be saimich on five and a half for children. Maybe next time we'll go through the age of ketanim. But if let's say you have like a ten-year-old kid who's struggling, Rav Avadia said he could go five and a half. Why? Because he proved from many areas of halacha that a half hour is already close enough, right? Like a half hour koyde mincha, you can't you can't uh, do malachas, you know. Like a half hour, you know, like a chatzais is a half hour before mincha. Half hour is already uh, summer. I'm assuming from those shitas that that a half hour close to six is summer. A half hour is kiilu. In halacha, a half hour is close. Now there is the shita though into the sixth. Now I have a theory. I could be completely wrong. I, I've always had this theory, so it's not like I've developed a thought over time. But the whole into the sixth hour, which is five hours and one minute, what's the pshat with that? There's no makar that within an hour, within a half hour is considered samach. 30 minutes before, you already have to stop, you can't do malacha 30 minutes before, 30 minutes is something. An hour before is not, so I, I probably said that at the time. My theory is it's from the Me'iri. The Me'iri wrote a sefer called Mugin Avis, if I'm not mistaken. The Me'iri was... I think he was in Provence, if I'm not saying. And he was in a city where there was a mixture of different types of Yidin, of Sfaradim and Ashkenazim. And he felt that there was a... Certain Minhagim were becoming confused. So he wrote a sefer just of his Minhagim. And... Right, because the Rambam says, Kimoy Shei Shois. That also That also helps the Rebaran's cause. Kimoy Shei Shois. It's like six. So five and a half is like six. But the way the Me'iri describes it is, So I always thought that the people who wait five hours and one minute, they're really waiting five hours. And they'd be saying, Because if you actually hold, you have to wait six, an hour is usually more than, than, than uh, an hour is usually uh, far off. Like, he says, uh, they bring that in the back, in the back the Ramam says, Meiri says, So I think that that's where the whole five and a half comes from. Now, yeah, fine. Now let's just point out a couple more things. Is it five and a half or is it into the sixth? No, I think I think Rav Aaron holds five and a half. Does he not? <laughs> I think Rav Aaron holds five and a half, and I think that the minute of waiting five is is the is the sheet of the Meiri. Um, okay, now um, looking at the Pischei Gimel. This is interesting. I'm sure I brought down that mice once. I got a call once. This is years ago. I got a call once. And I was on speaker with a husband and wife. And they were having an argument. She was pregnant. And she said, I, I told this myself, she said, I was told in seminary that I could eat basa b'chalav. He's like, there's no way. Right, Avi? I said, no, you can't eat basa b'chalav. But all confusion has an element of truth. Where is the truth? Right? All, 
all, uh, you know, there's some kernel of truth in everything. So where was the kernel of truth in that confusion? So the Pischei Tshuva in Ois Gimel in the bracket says, Ein Tshuva Chesam Soifer, Techoyla HaShoyse Mimechol L'Refusoi, if a person is choyla and they're drinking milk, Afilu Hu Rak Choyla Ktsas, Ein Sarch Lahamten Achar Achilas Basa Yaisim Mishal, you could wait an hour. Because if you wait an hour, you have the Dutch Jews, and you're choyla. So based on this, there were Paiskim who held that a Muberes, a pregnant woman, a nursing woman, has the status of a choyla, if she has a really strong craving for milk, or her diet requires more milk, a craving maybe not, but if her diet requires more dairy, uh, you know, whatever, then I'll help her. She's a choyla, so you could be simichan waiting an hour. Do, the, last time do, does the minig do it? I don't know if the minig is to do it, but... But there is such a concept, there's definitely such a concept, and that's where it came from. And it evolved over time to Bas Bechal. But that's where it comes from. Okay. Maybe we'll stop here for today? If you don't mind?